Hello, fellow hooligans, and welcome back to another episode of the Weaving Words Podcast. This week, we got a very, very special guest. We have the uh, the Caleb the Younger of the uh, Williamson Brothers. Uh, maybe we'll have Josh on, his older brother, at a later episode. Uh, but this week, we have... I don't know. We don't have a nickname for you. We were talking about that earlier, actually. Everybody has a nickname except for Caleb. I just call him Khalib. Uh, but yeah, Caleb was uh, gracious enough to come on and uh, hang out with us and talk about some stories uh, in his life that he really, really liked. Um, so what, what a, Caleb, uh, stories from the past, what what do you remember fondly or look back on and you're like, that was a cool story, that was a cool show, or that was a cool movie or game or whatever that I played? Uh, I would say it's going to be something superhero related. So like when I was growing up, it was always... You know, Marvel, DC, like Spider Man. Yeah, there was like the Spider Man cartoon show, X Men cartoon show. There was the Batman Superman Power Hour. I remember that on WB. That was a cool one. Saturday morning, you know, Kids WB, Fox Box, all all that stuff. Uh, I would say like one of the most iconic for me was one of the last episodes of the Justice League TV show where it was, you know, Superman versus Doomsday. Um, that was always like a really big boss fight for me that sort of was like good versus bad traditional yeah uh, clear and dry like black and white this is the good guy this is the bad guy that was also a big deal too because yeah i forgot that was an episode for the justice league unlimited show but at the time you know in in that uh and though in that time as a kid you grow up and you're like superman can't be beat like he he can't be beat much less be killed and then they bring in doomsday from the comics into the cartoon show and that was it. Was a very intense, very crazy fight. I re- I vividly remember that um, until you brought it up. That was just something that was kind of like filed away in the annals of my uh, of my uh, memories. Um, but that was an intense episode. Justice League uh, Unlimited in general was a good show, though. Dude, that was a really cool cartoon. They had good characters, a really good cast for the Justice League. Um, well animated, you know, it carried that Bruce Tim style, um, and a lot of they brought in a surprisingly good amount of like comic book characters. Because yeah, Doomsday. I never would have expected him to make it into cartoons, like, ever. Definitely, definitely. I mean, that was one of my favorite things about the show is just, like you said, the variety of comic book characters. They brought in all these people that you were like, who the heck is that? Martian Manhunter. Nobody knew or cared about him at the time, but then he's a main guy in the show. Jon Stewart, Green Lantern. Um, If you're like me, I I said in one of the earlier episodes, my introduction into comic books, you know, was the Superman cartoon show. Not even the Batman or the Justice League one. It was a Superman cartoon show. He was my favorite superhero. And I vividly remember there was, it was Kyle Rayner. There was the Green Lantern. And that was my first Green Lantern that I ever saw. And I was like, oh, cool. He can make stuff with his, you know, ring and whatnot. And then going from that to Justice League Unlimited with Jon Stewart, you're like, who who the hell is this? You know, it just kind of opens the door for you to look up more stuff, though, too, which is kind of cool. But I think, like, who else? Red Tornado was in there. Lobo. I remember seeing Lobo. Although I think Lobo was in the Superman cartoon, too. But, like, Lobo would pop up every now and then in Justice League Unlimited. Like, that was a cool cartoon. Yeah, even people like, uh, I think his name was like Plastic Man or something. Yeah, Plastic Man's cool. I like yeah. him. So it was just like, you know, everybody counts. Yeah. Well, and that's how the Justice League was at the time, too. Lately, it's been a lot more exclusive. Like, you know, you got your members and then maybe a few, you know, uh, uh, second stringers, and that's about it. But back then, there was a whole league. Like, it was it was a whole legion, you know, like, uh, you you it was like a club or like a... I don't even know how to explain. Yeah, it was like a, like a club. Like, you'd go and everybody has their little membership and... You know, you have your main guys that everybody knows, like Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, you know, the Trinity and stuff. But then you have, like you said, Plastic Man. Or you'll have, like, Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. You know, all these, like, rando guys that you'd never know, but you see them in the background or they'll be in one episode. Um, 
Yeah, there's there's a lot of cool members like that. It's cool seeing Zatanna uh, in there as well. Um, one episode that, or one thing I do remember because you brought up the Doomsday, uh, the Death of Superman one. There was that one uh, episode where they go to that other dimension where they're all ruling it, and in that dimension, the, their Superman lobotomizes basically the Doomsday. He like laser beams through his forehead and you know uh, makes him brain dead basically. And I remember that was a big part of it because again by then you already knew that Superman died in the regular quote unquote died in the regular universe. Um, and then to see that happen, I was like, oh, it's, it's, it's interesting to see Superman and the Justice Leaguers in a different light. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those fine lines where like we all have these childhood heroes that we idolize, but yet when we apply like real world concepts to it, like where if there's a terrorist, basically you need to take them out, yep. it instantly becomes they're no longer a hero. Yeah, yeah, they're more anti-hero. And that's the thing, too, though, is uh, everybody complains about characters like Superman. Like, he's one of my favorite characters. They compl- complain about how he's like a Boy Scout, this and that, he's good. I'm like, yeah, he's he's a comic book character. He's supposed to be, he's the Superman. He's supposed to be what we strive for. We strive to not kill, to, you know, be more understanding and protect, you know, the, everyone, um, regardless of, you know, where you come from and whatnot. And then you have, like, your more grounded characters like the Punisher, who's on the complete opposite of the spectrum. You know, people think the Punisher is a good guy and he only kills bad guys. It's like, no, Punisher is at war in his head. So he'll shoot through the prostitute to kill the pimp behind her. Like, you know, he doesn't care. You know, it's collateral damage to him. So you got that opposite end of the spectrum. And then a bunch of guys who fall in between. So, I, I, like you said, you, you apply real-world logic where it's like, yeah, these people need to be stopped. These people need to be killed. And in the real world, the easiest way for us to do it is to kill them or take them out. You know, whereas in comic books, you got guys who can run at the speed of light. You know, you got guys that can teleport or control people's minds and work a way around it. So you do hold them up to a higher standard because they could have done something else to stop it. You, you know, you're like, dude, why'd you do that? Why didn't you just, you know, freeze his gun or or, or you know, laser beam his, his gun out or something, you know. Um, and then again, you're you're reading these books to hopefully inspire a whole generation because to me it did inspire me like watching superman growing up i wanted to be superman i wanted you know truth justice in the american way like everything i believed it and i still kind of do in the sense like i let it um be the foundation for my my uh my ethos and stuff where it's like just be a good person do what you can when you can and then there is the real world and try not to you know succumb to how crappy it can be sometimes yeah i think it's like at the end of the day whatever decision you make, there's just, you're just going to have to take the consequences. So, you know, if you do have to take someone's life or not, or choose to not, um, there's consequences either way. Yeah. Yeah. And you, it sucks to say, but sometimes you got to live with those, you know, the ramifications. We see that a lot. Um, nowadays in the media with like law enforcement, uh, they're damned if they shoot a guy, they're damned if they don't and he gets away. Like either way, it's not a good outcome and you know, we can judge all we want, but until you're there, you don't hindsight's always 2020. I was just watching where what a little over a year after that whole UPS truck shootout. And it's like, that was just a horrible idea. But the dude at the time probably thought like, this is all I can do is just perforate this UPS vehicle and kill everybody and stand, you know, people standing by. And yeah, that was a bad choice. And the guy has to live with it now. And I don't, I don't know if anything happened to him legally, but if you, if you are a good person, you feel about bad about the things you did, even though, you know, you either didn't mean to do them or it was a mistake, you still feel bad about it. And that's, that's another thing too. Is when you read comic books, even these big characters who fail, you want when they fail, you want to see them grow. Sometimes too, there's like uh, uh, me and Caleb. We met over. Uh, I met him and his brother over uh, three, four years ago now, probably a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, we used to play the Dragon Ball uh, trading card game, and in Dragon Ball, there's characters like that too. You know, like one of the main guys, Vegeta. He killed people left and right, and still kind of does here and there. And he never felt bad about it once. And it wasn't until. 
what like the Majin saga where he's like, oh man, I'm basically coming to terms how soft he's gotten and that he's all right with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, what about other stories? Uh, anything recently that you've been uh, watching, reading that you've really gotten into or really enjoyed? Um, yeah. So like I've been binge watching a lot of anime, you know, being at home all the time. Same, yeah. Um, <laughs> even anime that sucks. Like I'll watch it. I'm like this. I know this show sucks, but I need something on in the background. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I would say like the first one that I watched and really enjoyed was Black Clover. Um, reason being is because it's like a society full of magic users, right? But then the main character, you find out he has no magic, and so it's like, how do you how do you deal with that? Right. It's it's like Deku and My Hero. It's like how how are how are you in a world of superheroes with no powers? Like right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's interesting. I've never watched or read Black Clover at all. Yeah, it's it's a lot like My Hero, and I mean that's a good one too that I've been watching, keeping up with. Um, it's just interesting seeing the main character through, um, you know, these hardships overcome his weaknesses, uh, and then um, turn out to be like even stronger than everybody else. Right? Is it is it kind of like a My Hero Naruto uh, situation where they just work harder than everyone else, or exactly? Like, okay. Okay. It, even like part of the show, you just see him like doing push-ups on push-ups like a thousand push-ups a day <laughs> damn so like rock lee and shit yeah. um that's cool though i like seeing stuff like that i never like one show that that does something like that completely wrong is um sword art i, I like the idea of sword art i thought there were some cool characters but the main character is just good at everything they never show him training no nothing he's just good at everything he goes from one game to another and he's just master swordsman in a world where there's guns and stuff and it's like just, it doesn't make sense. You know, that's where they kind of started losing me where it's like, there's no sense of danger. I know he's going to win. This guy's always going to win. He's somehow good at everything. That's what I like about, um, uh, uh, my hero again, you know, the, the, the scene where, where all my tells Deku is like, nah, you can't be a hero without powers. Like that just crushes everyone, but he still goes at it. Just shows, you know, that whole thing where it's like being a hero, you don't need powers. You need to have the, 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 the want to, you know, help people and save people and stuff. Same thing with Naruto is, I mean, I love that show from the beginning to the end of Shippuden. Like, it's just a culmination of all his hard work and all his effort. And it's cool seeing him start off as a guy who can't even make a shadow clone to basically a god at the end of it, you know? Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a scene that I really like in Black Clover um, as we transition here that the main, like, uh, king is called the Wizard King. He's, like, the almighty, like... The like, best wizard. Yeah, the best wizard. It's in the name, right? <laughs> the wizard, wizard King. King. <laughs> and so basically he's supposed to be like this all-powerful guy who's elected to basically protect the nation. And so uh, Asta, the main character, wants to become that, but he has no magic. So it's like, well, how are you going to do that? And so one day he gets to meet the Wizard King, and he's like, he gets, he asks him, like, how do I become the Wizard King? And the Wizard King, like, straight up dead face is like, work hard and give me, like, a lot of... Um, produce a lot of like good doings basically right right like um put out a lot of good into the world yeah exactly um and so it was like you know in order to get there it's pretty much just hard work yeah that's how it always is though that, that's one thing i like about a lot of these animes that i feel like japan does it a lot better with their storytelling where they focus more on the hard work aspect of it i mean we got that from the get-go from like dragon ball like they all they do is train and then you go to Naruto, you go to One Piece, you go to you go to My Hero, you go to even like the sports animes. Like I love sports animes, watching uh, uh, hockey and stuff like that. Hockey, and yeah, and and they're just working hard. Like they 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 instill the work ethic into a uh, into the mindset of these young you know impressionable kids, which is the way to do it. One thing that I'm always telling my nephew is I tell him like work hard no matter what. 
because you know what you might have to work harder than some people but you have a lot of things easier than other people and just because somebody has it easier than you doesn't mean you just give up or don't try you know just simple stuff like i told them like you know if you want to go to school you just you get up you change you put on your shoes and you go to the bus stop and they pick you up right well what if you're handicapped and getting out of bed is a whole task you know you got to work so hard before this kid's day even starts he's already worked harder than you because for you just because it ha you're, it's easy for you does that mean that kid shouldn't try like no he just has to work harder same thing for you you know like he has problems you know with reading uh catching up and stuff like that then i tell him to just work hard keep reading you know uh keep at it because at the end of the day all hard work it brings a profit and and working hard nothing stops you from working hard you know uh hard work beans talent when talent doesn't work hard there could be somebody that's really good at drawing but if they never work at it, they're just going to stay the same. Whereas, you know, you might suck, but if you keep working at it, working at it, working at it, one day you'll, you'll lap them. Um, and that's one thing I like about uh, the anime and mangas from Japan. Uh, I just finished watching for the second time. Uh, it was Bakuman, which was a, a really cool anime um, series about uh, two middle school kids at the time. They're like uh, 14, 15 years old and they start trying to break into the industry for manga. So one writes and one draws and it shows just how hard the work is to keep up a weekly manga series and like their whole life and stuff. And it's just the whole, the whole anime is about them working hard every single week to get, you know, something made. And it's, it's really cool seeing stuff like that. Um, especially when they have good like uh, ideas. Cause I hear nothing but good things about black clover. I never just knew anything about the story. So it's pretty cool. I'll probably check that out one of these days. Another one that's cool. Uh, I know we've talked about it. Um, is a uh, Boruto. I know a lot of people really don't like that series, but me and you have had pretty good extensive conversations about it. And it's cool seeing again, the story of the hard worker, you know, who was Naruto, you know, he worked his ass off to be basically, you know, the Ninja King <laughs> of his area, at least, you know, to be a Hokage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, you see Boruto and he's just the slacker. He's, he's kind of like a combination between like, like Sasuke Naruto and like Shikamaru in the sense of like, he has the name like Sasuke, you know, he was an Itachi. He has the name. He has the clout. He has the prestige. He comes from this, you know, fame. He's the Hokage son. He he's more talented. Like he's doing stuff that Naruto wouldn't have never been able to do at his age, but he doesn't have the work ethic like Naruto had, you know, he, because things come easier to him. He doesn't work hard at it. You know, you see it in the, uh, the tuning exam story arc, like he takes the easy way out, but he also uses that as a, a learning lesson, you know, and it's, it's really cool seeing stuff like that. It's cool seeing the dynamic too between Naruto and uh, Boruto and Sasuke and stuff. Um, whereas a lot of, you know, the, the people complain about how Naruto is in that series. And, uh, you know, being Hokage, he, he says it in the show, like he's the whole village relies on him. And for him to not give it his all, like he worked his whole, whole life for that goal, you know, to be the Hokage, to be recognized, to be relied on. And for him to half-ass it and not take the job seriously, that'd just be a slap in the face of everything he did. Yeah, I mean... It's like with uh, Boruto, like you were saying, how he's got this natural talent because, you know, his dad's the Hokage, probably has good genes or whatever. Well, and then Hinata's side too, the Hugas. Like, yeah, they, exactly. Yeah, like, he is, like, the best, like, specimen. Like, yeah, has, yeah, yeah. You just need to mix in a little bit of, uh, uh, what was the, um, damn, I just said their name too. Or the Chihas. Yeah, the Chihas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mix in a little bit of that. <laughs> That'll I mean, be uh, Boruto and What's-His-Face's <laughs> kid. You, you get that when, you know, Sasuke's training him, though. So Yeah. It's yeah. like... Uh, I think after the uh, the exams arc, he does kind of have a little bit of change of heart where he does kind of start working a bit and realize, like, I actually have to try. Right. But he does keep up that motif of, nah, I'm, I'm the cool kid. You know? Exactly. But it's it's also a difference in uh, in being brought up. I mean, 
Well, are you caught up, right? Yeah, yeah. So there's a whole time travel story arc where he didn't know what it was like for Naruto growing up. And you see that, you know, Boruto was raised by parents who, you know, loved him. Like, Naruto's not there as often as he should be, but he's still there when he needs him. And he loves him, obviously. And he loves his family. And then you see, you go through the uh, time travel story arc and he sees, like, where's your family? He goes, I don't, I don't have a family. Who takes care of you? Nobody. I mean, the, the third Hokage comes by now and then to give me money and... That's about it. And you start to realize like he was brought up in a really, <laughs> really shitty way. And Boruto did take a lot of that for granted. Like, you know, um, if you watch Naruto from the beginning after everything, you're like, dude, they treated him like crap. Like they'd freaking throw crap at him just to get him away from their vending stalls. And they'd shun him. And then the fourth Hokage never meant for him to be treated that way, which is kind of messed up, too. When you think about it with the third Hokage, he didn't do anything to help out. I was like, come on, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like <laughs> they failed him. The, the system failed him. <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, they could have put him with like an adoptive parents or something, like, but no one, I guess, wanted to take the call or something. Yeah. But I mean, it taught him a lot of good lessons, you know, like if you want to get somewhere, you got to do it yourself. Yeah, it's all hard work. And again, it, me and my buddy had this very funny conversation um, about Naruto, how it's just, it's so much luck that these two kids were raised in such a specific way to meet up at the end to win, you know, against, uh, I forget what the rabbit chick's name was, um, uh, the main moon lady. Um, but, uh, you know, you look at it at Sasuke, you know, he, he's half of the, the, the force that's supposed to take her down. And it's like, how, how much luck went into inbreeding so much to where you have this eye line with this one kid. And then how much like, weird social upbringing and training licking toads to get the sage art and you're just like dude what, what's going on over here like obviously it's a show and there's like a whole plot and everything what do you think about it like in the real world it's like what's the what's the coincidence what's the luck of these two exact outcomes coming out yeah that's like i mean it's like saying you know like you know you or i is gonna be the next president and then we're gonna also be the same age as some guy in like you know, some other country, China or whatever. Yeah. And then we're going to both become president at the same time and then sign Bring up world peace. World peace. <laughs> just like, like that. Just, yeah, just like that. Uh, that was start and finish story, you know, scripted. <laughs> let's go produce it. Right. So it's just funny looking at looking at it that way. Um, but there, yeah, there's so much that went to his upbringing that made him the way he is. And, and one thing I do like about Boruto, people complain about it all they want, but the one thing I've always liked about stories is after. Okay, what happens after? There's, it's never just the happily ever after. It never is that way, ever. Like Something keeps happening after them. And it's cool seeing the kids grow up in this post-war, because it was a war. It was a whole ninja war. Um, you know, the war to end all wars. And it's cool seeing them, how they act, the technology advancing, and then how the adults who were alive handle it too because there's that one whole story arc with the uh was it the um, the earth village was it where they're making those weird like golem people what village was that yeah i think it was like the stone hidden stone or yeah whatever. something like that but there's the old man who's like all oh, these kids are too soft they can't protect themselves if anything ever happens it's like people think that way now you know they're like oh if we go to war and blah 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 these kids won't be able to handle I'm like yeah well you don't know you know push comes to shove like everybody kind of handles things on their own um it's cool seeing the the pairings too. Like I, I like uh, Shikamaru's kid. He's pretty cool. He's a lot like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Shikadai. He's, yeah, yeah. He's pretty cool. I think um, one of the things I wish that show would have is a little more of the because um, like they seem to focus on like four or five main people. Yeah. I really would like to see a lot of the other characters like Kiba. Dude, so Kiba 
is the most he was my favorite one of my favorite characters in the original naruto series and i was so let down when i found out he doesn't have kids or anything yeah it's like you, you, do you so watching naruto again from the beginning every story arc you're like you know it's reminding me of how it was when i first watched it and I, i'm remembering like dude when they did the whole tuning exam you're like oh yeah they brought in the other classes you knew these few kids and they brought in like neji's group and you know these other classes and you're like oh what the hell like a whole new you know pairings of three that you would have never seen um if it wasn't for this exam and then uh I, I figured that would have been the perfect chance to bring in like kiba and you know his whole thing is like dogs and stuff so it's like dogs have litters of kids it'd be cool like oh yeah the triplets are coming for the training exam they're homeschooled because they're too wild or whatever yeah, and yeah. for them to make like a, a three-headed like dog like all together like a cerberus or whatever like dude, that would just been like the perfect thing and instead he's on freaking billboard selling dog food <laughs> like come on dude they, they, they did him hella dirty hey, you knew he wanted to be the hokage too like that was one of his goals yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but i mean you know that's just like real life you know yeah. sometimes people they, they don't ha- they get jobs that are not quote unquote dream worthy yeah well not just that it's probably what they weren't it's not what they were uh, envisioning at first right cuz you know i'm sure he likes working doing the stuff he does in the show he's always been you know really a uh, uh, um, good with the dogs and stuff like that like he likes all the the animal stuff but uh it's just funny seeing some of these like uh what's his face uh Oh, man, I'm bad with names. If uh, the the bug guy, he's a teacher now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's funny. Uh, Shino. Shino. Yeah, there you go. Hinata. She's just a housewife now. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of disappointing. Sakura. Same thing. I'm glad Sakura's barely in the show, though. <laughs> I really didn't. I didn't like her in Naruto. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she was a little cooler with the whole Tsunade part where she was training, but that's about it. <laughs> yeah, because she was she was a bitch, dude. She like you know you you want to like the main character and stuff. So when she's treating him like crap, and and then the ship went in the whole thing where she's like, oh, just stay here, you know, blah blah blah. I'll love you, and he's like, nah. <laughs> she was just there just to be there. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. I'm interested to see more with um, uh, Orochimaru's kid. What the hell is his name? Um, Mitsuki. Yeah. His stuff, I'm really interested in seeing what develops with him. Yeah, I like um, the fact that it's kind of the opposite of Naruto and Sasuke, where Sasuke hated Naruto, where Mitsuki is, like, obsessed with Boruto. He's my son. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay, well, what does that exactly mean, you know? What, right. what destiny does the show have for Boruto? Right. Which I'm assuming there's going to be a lot because he has that one weird eye. Yeah, thing. the Jogan or whatever yeah. it's called. And then uh, yeah, there's, there's all kinds of stuff. Again, I'm, I'm interested to see where it goes. I haven't kept up with it for a while, but I want to catch up uh, when I get a chance one of these days. Because it is an interesting show. And again, it's all it's all new. Like, uh, you know, shipping has been done for years now, so everybody knows what happened there for the most part. This is all new. Like, who knows where it's going to go. Uh, more kids might be popping up. You never know. I just feel like most of the kids have already kind of popped up. It's cool seeing um, what's uh, Shikamaru's wife. Uh, seeing her interacting with his kid, uh, with their kid, and uh, oh yeah, the the win- Tamari. Yeah, Tamari, and then going back to the Sand Village and then seeing those kids and stuff. I wish they'd do more of that, like Killer B. I wonder if he ever had any kids or anything like that. I doubt it. He's kind of weirdo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, stuff like that. It'd be cool just seeing more of the next generations type stuff. Um, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with, um, the summoning stuff. Cause already, uh, Boruto is doing the whole snake summoning instead of, uh, instead of, uh, the toad. So I wonder if, uh, what's, um, what's Sasuke's daughter name again? Um, Sarda. Sarda. Yeah. I'd be interested to see if she does like the toad thing or if she goes to the slug stuff or who knows. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people think she's going to be the next Okage cause like she puts 
you know, she has a lot of good balance between natural talent and training and stuff. And she's got a pretty level head on. Yeah, they're they're uh, they're talking about how um, the the way it might go down is um, that she'll try to be Hokage, and then that uh, Boruto like supporter help her get there, or whatever. Over time, that'd be interesting to see because I don't ever see Boruto as the I want to be Hokage type. He probably sees how it is with his dad. He's like, ah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> too much paperwork. <laughs> too much paperwork. Yeah, and then um, so that that'd be interesting. That's another rough one too is for the girl too. Sasuke's daughter, like he's never around. It's to the point where she thought he didn't love her. It's to the point where he, he she thought like Sakura wasn't her mom, and it's just like what the fuck's going on with this? Like yeah. it's a messed up uh, home dynamic. But I get it too, though. He's off on these like blackout missions, trying to find where these guys are hiding at and stuff. And yeah, I mean, and he came to like his senses. It seems where like a how, bit, yeah, like how he was being a rebel was being wrong basically mm-hmm. and so he's it, it almost feels like he's condoned himself to do this to make up for everything yeah i don't know i just um it's interesting also the time travel arc uh going back him trying to hide the whole fact that he ran away from boruto and stuff and it's like oh shoot like he feels bad about it now like he realizes what he did was wrong um that was another big like moment too is when you see dry again and you're just like oh fuck i forgot about this guy yeah it's like <laughs> I know a lot of people think uh, have Dry as like their favorite character, but that's not one of mine. So I saw Dry again. I was like, "Oh man, <laughs> here come the uh, tissues and everything. <laughs> Everyone's gonna be crying." Yeah, because Dry was cool. Like I like he's like Naruto, but he died. Like in <laughs> he's like Naruto but pervy. And then yeah, when he died, he died doing you know what he went set out to do. He was uh, gonna protect Naruto and all that. You know. Um, yeah, it was, it was a really cool story arc for for uh, Jiraiya. I really do like Jiraiya. Um, being just the pervy stuff's just part of his character. Sadly, you know, I'm I'm not a big fan of that stuff a lot of times too. But it, it works. You know, you have to have that one guy here and there. Oh, yeah. Just like in my hero, there's the great boy. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, his is a little more weird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's just a little pervy kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Freaking uh, Jiraiya was cool. It was cool seeing that. Um, yeah, dude. Again, it's, it's such a weird thing, especially because the show's just gotten so far ahead of the manga um that there's so much filler now but even the filler stuff's good like the whole time travel arc was filler like yeah i really like um when they're coming back and borto's talking to the time traveling turtle and he's like what are you gonna do and the turtle's like well i don't know my job is to time travel for you guys yeah. and uh he tells him you know well go do what you want to do find out what yeah. you want to do yeah do something for yourself yeah. yeah and you know sometimes that's that's pretty real like sometimes once in a while you gotta do something for yourself just for mental stability yeah yeah but um what uh what about looking forward to anything uh any stories that you might be interested in checking out anytime soon yeah um i'm not i haven't really been following the production details or anything but i and i did hear that it got postponed because of the circumstances but kenobi uh yes looks awesome kenobi's gonna be interesting um there it's supposed to be set between three and four right uh i think so i'd be interested so like post clone wars into the empire transition right. i guess i'd be down with that i dude obi-wan's my favorite jedi when it comes to i'm not a big fan of the jedis and stuff like uh, i think they're cool you know space wizards will you know freaking flame swords is pretty cool and all um but they've always been kind of like i don't know how to explain it uh like ineffective like just the way they are like i mean you saw the prequels they fall so easily yeah because they're complacent I think that happens when, like, in a show you combined, uh, I guess you would say, the religious views of the Force with 
uh, military tactics. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like we have tactics, but we also have these rules that we have to follow. And so it's like, you know, when uh, like Civil War era where they're like, we have to line up and shoot each other. <laughs> like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, that's how uh, it's funny because uh, back during Revolutionary War time, that snipers were like uh, wild men that they'd hire. You know, people living out in the wilderness and stuff, and they'd be like, you know, join the 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 colonials were like, you know, join us and you know we're gonna fight for freedom in this country, blah blah blah. And uh, <laughs> it's funny because they would line up, you know, do the whole thing, and then there'd be snipers out in the woods shooting the British soldiers. And they were like, oh, how uh, ungentlemanly of them, oh, these these savages and blah, blah, blah. They shoot us out of formation, whatever. Yeah, I was always, <laughs> my response to that was always, well, I'm not the one that's dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, we're at war. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing with the Jedi is um, I like them a lot more in the Old Republic because you get to see them in their like full power. They're fighting other Sith. It seems more equal it's not like it was in the Clone Wars. Like if you watch the cartoons and stuff, there, it's like a priest playing the part of a general. Like he, he's not about this life. Like you know, they have combative abilities and stuff. But I don't know. The one thing with Obi Wan that I always liked is he was what a Jedi was supposed to be. Like you know, if he was an exemplar Jedi, every every good good um, facet of being a Jedi, he um embodied yeah exactly you know he was they called him the diplomat you know like he was very uh he wasn't aggressive but not too lenient either he was very you know down the middle he was smart like he grew a lot from you know as much as i hate uh episode one like you know from that to the end you know episode four like you get to see like the whole evolution of his character in the sense of like you know, he, he was nobody. He was weak. Nobody wanted Obi-Wan as a Padawan. Like, in the old lore, like, he almost didn't become a Jedi. He was going to be a farmer or whatever for the Jedi. And Qui-Gon took a, a chance on him, and he just kept getting better and better and better. And he was, I don't know, Obi-Wan's such a cool Jedi. Like, for, I collect a bunch of Star Wars stuff, you know, for my action figures. Uh, for Black Series, I have every single Obi-Wan action figure, every version of it. The only one I don't have is the Episode One one that came out, like, within this last year. But I got the Force Ghost one. I have the even different packaging, like, because that's my favorite Jedi. Like, I want to yeah, have yeah. every version of them. Same thing with Boba Fett. I want to have every version that they make because they're just my favorite characters. And again, you know, like, if people tell me, like, oh, what Jedi do you like? And everybody would be listing off all these names. I'm like, oh, Obi-Wan's cool. You know, <laughs> I yeah. like Obi-Wan. I think he's cool. Um, I like, you know, we, we play the Legion game. That's uh, something we've been playing for the last almost year now. Um, and I, I like that the clones have Obi-Wan and they have him half armor, half robes and. He does such a good job. He shows off what he's supposed to be like. He's both defensive and he can be aggressive. You know, he doesn't excel so great at both, but he's good at both, you know, like a good balance. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like his fighting style is not just uh, aggressive, you know, like most Jedi. Like you see a lot in Anakin where he's just like, take him down, whatever the cost. It's more like aggression through defense. Yeah. He's like, I'll, I'll, I'll use your aggression against you. And not just that, it's like... Uh... A lot of the fighting forms for the Jedi, they're, um, they're for, uh, how do you say, when they use them, it's to counter another fighting form or, or to counter another like uh, a combatant with Obi-Wan. It's like, let me be as defensive as I can. If I don't have to, I'm not going to kill anybody. Right. You know, if I can, that's why you see him cut people's hands off all the time. He's not trying to kill people. You know, he's like, I'll, I'll be, you know, defensive, do what I can, but I don't want to kill anybody. 
And uh, and then yeah, he shoots Grievous in the chest with the fucking gun. <laughs> He's hey, like, "Fuck this! I'm done." You know, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, the Obi One show looks interesting. Same thing. I haven't kept up with a whole lot of the production stuff because it did get um, pushed back even before all of this crazy stuff. They tried to, so they said it's going to be done around this time, and then there was the whole thing of people just unsubscribing to Disney Plus because Mandalorian was done. So Disney was like, oh, we got to fast track the production. We got to make it go faster so it comes out sooner. And it's like, as soon as I saw them, like, they're going to have problems with production. And then within a week or two, they were like, oh, cool. It's uh, put on hold again. You know, it's not going to come out when we said like, yeah, because when it takes a certain amount of time to make something and you try to make it faster, you're going to have problems. It's like if you're cooking food, it's like, oh, preheat oven of this and then cook at this time at this heat. It's like, well, if I do less time, but more heat, it'll work out. I'm like, no, it's. Yeah, There's a reason yeah. why it takes this amount of time at this amount of, you know, under these circumstances. And I mean, if you like rubbery steak, then that's fine, <laughs> I guess. But that's how it was with the show, too. Everybody's saying, like, oh, and this and blah, blah, blah. And Disney's messing up. I'm like, they messed up in the sense of trying to speed it up. If yeah. they had kept their pace, it would have been fine. Yeah, and there's also the anticipation factor, you know. Like, I think when I don't watch previews for something and maybe it gets delayed a little bit past the date, like, yeah, you can complain. You know, like, oh, they promised us it'll be out by whatever time. But at the end of the day, when you go to watch it, if they deliver and they did it properly. It doesn't it, matter. Yeah. It's going to uh, be good, so Good much is better. good. Yeah. Good is good. And that's the thing, too, is like, I don't know. Everybody, again, everybody lives their life their own way and they do things and think things the way they want to. But, you know, I'll watch trailers and I'll be like, oh, that's cool. I'll look forward to that. But very, very rarely, because it does happen here and there. But very rarely am I like, this needs to come out now. I need to watch it as soon as possible. It's like, no, I can wait, dude. I'm a patient person. Like there, there's nothing's going <laughs> to, nothing's going to affect my life in the sense of like, oh, finding out, you know, I, I work at a shop where, you know, we sell a lot of collectibles and people are always like, well, aren't you going to go order this online? And so I'm like, no, I'll just wait till I find it in person. Well, why not? I'm like, cause I'm buying a lightsaber or a comic book, you know, a high dollar comic book. It's not going to change my life from the day before and the day after owning it. Same thing with the show. Like, it'll be cool. I'll enjoy it. There are some movies and some shows that I watch where it's like, damn, this changed the way I look at stuff or the way I think. Um, but it can wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It can wait a month. It can wait two months. I mean, fuck, dude. There's games and movies that I that had gone delayed over a year that I was like, oh, shit, I forgot about all about this. And it's a happy surprise. Yeah, you know, exactly. I'll check it out. Um, Clone Wars, I want to catch up on just because of the new series. Like, I need to finish watching. Uh, I think I was on like maybe halfway through the last season. And then uh, wrap that up, and I hear the new stuff's so freaking good. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things with Clone Wars, too, that I really like, is that they're answering a lot of the questions. Right. And that's always something that um, it ha- helps me to enjoy a show is when they expand on certain things that are like, oh, that now I know. Yeah, stuff that you, you might have not known you wanted the answers to, but you're watching, like, that was cool. I'm glad that they showed that. Because sometimes you do need the answers, and then they'll have to do a show or a movie or a book or whatever to kind of uh, answer that stuff. But a lot of times there's just little things where it's like, I didn't need to know that, but it's it's a neat, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was talking to you and your brother earlier about that whole Tarkin comic. Like, that, that story has, it, it affects the overall Star Wars, everything that happened, nothing at all. But it's cool to see Tarkin beat the crap out of some dude in his imagination and have him yeah. all bare chested. And it gives you like a sense of respect for the guy, you know? Yeah, you're like, damn, this guy's <laughs> Tarkin does not give a fuck. Like he'll beat the shit out of dudes. He'll uh, he'll blow up his home planet just because he's like, you know what? Screw these guys. <laughs> I mean, it makes you question. Like uh, sometimes it's like, are they really the bad guys? Yeah. Well, and that's the thing too is like uh, they are the bad guys. Don't get me wrong. You watch it and they do a lot of bad stuff. 
but so do the rebels. The rebels are literally terrorists. They're blowing up government facilities. Some of these people are just doing their jobs. They're working there or they're doing, uh, you know, all these bombing runs and stuff on like, uh, processing plants, which if you watch rebels, you see that there are good people working in these manufacturing plants, but the rebels don't give a fuck. Like <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's not the population that's corrupt. It's just the top of the line. Exactly. But everybody suffers. And that's the thing too, is, uh, again, they were bad guys, but they weren't completely wrong in the way of going about things. They wanted order through fear. Yeah. You know, that's the whole point of the, the, the Death Star stuff. And again, it wasn't with Palpatine either. Like, it was mainly the Imperial officers there, you know, the 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 governors and stuff like that, which happens nowadays too. Is like, you know, without direct oversight, they start getting corrupt. They start doing fucked up shit, you know, and it's it's interesting to see. It's cool watching Rebels. It's cool watching Clone Wars, seeing uh, all these different um, the, perspectives. Uh, yeah, how the, the regular people live. Like, it's cool. So you, you watched, uh, did you watch all the Clone Wars yet? Not all of it. I've been watching it with my brother. Okay. Have you watched all the Rebels yet? Uh, also, no. No? Okay. So there's Saw Gerrera. You know who Saw Gerrera is, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. He's in Clone Wars, he's in Rebels, and then he's in Rogue One. And it's cool seeing how his perspective and how his story changes from Clone Wars to Rebels to Rogue One, where he just keeps getting more and more bitter. And he's like a normal person. Like, the galaxy has given him so bad, it dealt him such a shit hand. And to see how he reacts and... You know what he reacts like most people are, where he's like, "Fuck it, dude, fuck the rest of the world. Let, let us just let's just have it all burn." Um, so it's it's really cool uh, seeing that and seeing all these characters that uh, um, you never would have known about or cared about their story, and then you're like, "Oh shoot, that's cool." <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like nine times out of ten, that's the normal reaction, and the only time that you see different is the main character. Yeah, <laughs> and it's like a sense of normalcy, you know. Like, me or you, we'd probably react the same. If we were given a stupid circumstance, we'd be like, ah, oh, well, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that's the thing, too, is, like, um, with Star Wars especially, uh, I know me and your brother were having this conversation where the way people complain about the stories, you know, with the movies, and I'm like, dude, the movies are a two-and-a-half-hour window into the whole galaxy. They're the culmination of all these storylines and if you really want to get the background to it, you watch the cartoons and you watch the shows and you read the books and you read the comics and you play the games and you find this whole universe where you're like, okay, like some of this stuff isn't too dumb. Some of it is like, there's a lot of dumb stuff, especially with the new one. I'm of the sense when I think of the new trilogy, I see it both sides and I disagree with both sides as well. Cause there's the side where they're like, it's horrible. It's trash. Everything sucks. There's nothing good about it. It's ruining my childhood. Like, nah, dude, calm down. Like, it shows just a movie. I love Star Wars. But you know what? If you like the original movies, they're still out there on Blu-ray. Stop complaining. But I'm also not on the other side where people are saying they're the best ones and this and that. And it's also good. I'm like, nah, dude, they they have problems. Like, they, they clearly have problems. A lot of it is with the characters and, and the development they have. Um, You know, they're not perfect by any sense, but they're also not the worst. You know, there's some movies that are just straight up horrible. And most of the Star Wars ones are pretty good. If they're not, they're at least entertaining. Like, um, I will say Last Jedi is definitely my least favorite out of um, the new trilogy, but there were some good redeeming moments where I was like, oh, that's cool. I'm glad at least I watched it for that. Same thing with the last one. Was it uh, Rise of Skywalker? I don't want to say it was bad. It was just a weird movie. You watch it and it's like the first five minutes are like an ADHD kid, like ADHD kids, like fever dream where you're just like, what the hell's going on? Yeah. Like, you know, they're trying to like kind of answer a lot of the stuff that's happened in between fast. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I feel like sometimes... Like we were saying with the animes, you know, we, we want more expounding on these characters, but they do that. They have the small character set for a reason. You know, it's a lot easier to manage st telling the story of five characters versus 
30. Yeah. I think that's the problem right now when I'm having with my hero as well is don't get me wrong. I like a lot of the characters, but there's so many and I feel like there's very little development, which it, it, they're doing it well. I'll never watch a My Hero episode and be like, it was bad, or at least yet. But there's characters where it's like, fuck, how, how come they haven't done anything with them in so long? Like, there's like the ninja girl, you know, the girl who can make little things appear out of nowhere. It's like, nobody knows anything about her, you know? Like, there's very little, um, you know, so you'll have most of, obviously, Deku's the main character, right? And then you have uh, Grenade Boy, he's like kind of one of the main characters, and then Icy Hot's another one of the main characters. You know, you got your core group. But then there's stuff like, you know, when Red Riot has one episode or one or two episodes, you're like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, so I guess they're doing it right in the sense of like, leave them wanting. So it's like this character you like, just wait, they'll get an episode or two. Just chill, you know? Like, <laughs> Yeah, but at the end of the day, remember, it's about Deku. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing that I'm having with it, too, is I like Deku so far. Um, it's very rare where I don't like the main character. Um, I've gotten to that with Dragon Ball. I'm not a big Goku fan anymore. Not not to the not like I used to be as a kid. And Dragon Ball in general, like the stories are they're cool, they're epic, um, but it's it's the Goku and Vegeta show. I, I joke around with people at the shop. I was like, dude, if your hair doesn't turn blue, nobody gives a fuck about you. <laughs> that, that's why they changed Trunks' hair color to blue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but it's true, right? Yeah, I mean, like even in the card game, because I play the card game professionally and um, the Dragon Ball Super card game, it's. Like, whenever we see a new set come out, we're like, okay, how many Goku leaders are in the set now? Because we have, like, at least one per set. And, you know, some like sometimes people want to see background information for other characters. And it's like... It's cool seeing these, like, video game and, and random, like, characters. Like, uh, the new Android got a card. Uh, what's her name? 21. 21, yeah. She just got a, a card, right? Not so long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you, you see the GT characters, too. Like, there was, like, Baby, and then there was... um. They did the the Black Star Dragon Balls too, right? Yeah, they did the the, Pen. the Black Stars and the Smoke Dragon, um, but it, even still, it'd be cool to see like a Garlic Junior or like Panini had Pycon or yeah. you know something you know different stuff. That's one thing I did like about Panini too is like we can talk all day about the Panini Dragon Ball Z game because it was it was awesome. But they were going as it came out like set by set, so it was cool seeing all the arcs and then having the movie sets in between here and there. And then it would have been cool to eventually get to all that because they do a pretty good job on all the characters. Like we got for uh, we got Android thirteen. Who would have ever fucking thought we would have got yeah, these random? Hat. Yeah, <laughs> you know, or like you said, garlic. Um, we got garlic junior. We got a uh, we got fucking cooler. Um, we got um, who else did we get that was freaking weird? Uh, we got freaking Gohan's dumbass little dragon. What the hell was his name? Um, I don't know, dude. <laughs> I used to play him too. That's the thing. Uh, what the fuck is his name? You know, like. It's just so weird. We never got any of the Majin stuff, though. That's the one disappointment thing. Yeah, uh, but we did get the best character. Nail. <laughs> Nail, yeah. <laughs> See, we got Nail. Like, who would have thought, like, oh, yeah, we're, we're making a main character uh, card for Nail. You know, um, who else did we get towards the end? We got uh, got more Gohan. Oh, Hercule. We got a Hercule. That Hercule, was pretty cool. Yeah, he's cool. I mean, that just goes back to, like, the point of sometimes the show won't showcase everyone but when you get more in depth into it and you see the other source material like card games or comic books or tv shows you get to see a little more of the specifics on different characters a little more background expanded a little bit more right that's why i love reading the comic books um like for star wars i read a lot of the star wars comics um i, I lie to myself I, I buy almost every star wars comic 
because I collect Star Wars and I read comic books. So I lied to myself like, oh, yeah, you're quote unquote saving money by buying Star Wars comics because it's two hobbies in one. I'm like, yeah, but now I'm buying everything. So I, <laughs> I spend four times as much as I would before. Same thing with the games. Like, I mean, you've seen how much crap I've bought for Star Wars Legion. Like I have almost everything for the Empire and almost maxed out units for clones. I got just about everything like. But it's it's a I both like playing the tabletop games and I like Star Wars. I remember when we were playing, uh, when I got in a 40, 40K, I remember playing Tau and being like, I just wish these were Stormtroopers. Like, why can't it just be Star Wars? Like, right, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the biggest thing for me with the transition because I used to play 40K, you know, like we were talking about. And 40K lore is freaking awesome, too. If you guys are into stories and you want something cool to read or listen to, like, it's so dense. It's dense like Star Wars is. Like, there's so much to read and listen to. You'll, you'll spend years just getting into 40K. It's, it's still a cool universe. It's just... Yeah, it's just not nostalgic, you know? Yeah, exactly. Star Wars, I grew up watching the movies, playing the, the games or the cartoons. Like, there was so, like you said, more nostalgia to it. Plus, I love Star Wars. Like, I just always love Star Wars. I used to play the old Wizards of the Coast uh, Star Wars miniatures game. I still have a bunch of minis for that and collect it here and there. Um, so, yeah, when I, the for me, it was, a, it was an easy choice. I remember <laughs> when it, Clone Wars, or not Clone Wars, uh, Star Wars Legion got announced when dragon ball super came out because i remember we were at this mcdonald's one time it was me you josh and a few of the other dragon ball guys and uh, you guys were playing super and i decided not to get into it at the time and then i was like hey the star wars board game got announced you guys gonna play and you're like nah probably not (laughs) yeah i mean money's a thing you know (laughs) no you're not wrong it's it is expensive or it can be at least (laughs) yeah it was it was it was cool i think the turning point was like i hadn't played warhammer in like six months plus and then um the mechanics are just so much more streamlined for legion yeah that's one thing i like they're really good yeah there is some things that are done better in warhammer don't get me wrong i mean this game's been around warhammer's been around for 20 plus years of course it's going to have some good mechanics but also has a lot of bloat that they've kind of dragged and taken away in legion where it's like you don't need to roll the same dice 20 times to see if it does damage yeah you have a white a black and a red die you know and uh that factors out a lot of the stuff and I don't know. Again, I feel like they're doing such a good job with the mechanics of the game. They do, for the most part, pretty good job on balancing everything and updating it as well. Every now and then, they make some questionable choices. I know I'm the saltiest when it comes to like the snipers and stuff because they just completely fuck them up. Um, we were just talking about it earlier. How how is it going to be fair that for four points more, the clones are going to have freaking red defense die? And <laughs> I mean, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> yeah, you just you just deal with it. I but guess. But you know yeah. what? Like at the end of the day, if you decide you don't want to play the game, you still have a bunch of cool minis on your desk. That's true. Yeah, Chewbacca. You know. Like yeah. ATST. Yeah, I I collect everything Star Wars too. So like my miniatures, I still have boxes full of them. Um, and it's cool because you can always do narrative stuff too. There's role playing games. Which I again, I'm a big fan of stories, and the cool thing about role playing games is you have your pre built stories, and you go through and you you play however you want through that, or you can have somebody who's really creative make a, a storyline for you and work your way through it. So you're still in that universe, you know. You're telling your own story in this universe that you love, you know. Like if you're a big Star Wars fan, there's a whole Star Wars RPG. You know, you're running around with the Death Star doing stuff. Um, they make Marvel ones, Dungeons and Dragons, obviously another big one. They made the uh, Conan one. They make all kinds of different ones. Yeah, I mean, it's really important growing uh, a little bit older as we are to keep engaging in uh, your imagination. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes when you get uh, like adults or our parents even will just kind of seem, I guess, grumpy all the time. But you got to <laughs> remember sometimes that having a little fun is healthy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, especially like you said, you gotta you gotta um, keep working on your imagination and stuff like that. Your brain is a muscle. If you don't engage it one way or another, like it, you start losing stuff. I mean, there's simple stuff like the other day. I was trying to remember 
how to do like certain math problems that I'm like, man, if it was life or death, these simple things that I learned in like middle school would never like. Yeah, don't ask me a lot about long division. Yeah, your brother though. <laughs> well, he's a math teacher. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, um, like uh, that's why I, I like reading. I like you know, I I like watching stuff that has substance to it. And don't get me wrong, I've been watching a lot of dumbass anime that has no story or substance to it but that's just on the background if the story's good it'll it'll hook me and i'll recommend it that's that's one of the reasons why i like having people on here is they'll recommend stuff like there was a kid's book you were talking about earlier what was it called again uh call the wild call the wild yeah i read it like seven times and what what was that one about again Uh, it was about like basically just typical guy and dog story how they yeah like a sled team yeah yeah, trek through like blizzards and stuff yeah, and that, I would have never heard of that. You know, last last episode with uh, Ray, I would have never heard of that witch's story, but that one sounded freaking cool. Yeah. And it's from the same uh, writer who did uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, dang. Um, yeah, and it, dude, it sounds cool. Like, if you get a chance to listen to that episode, check it out. Um, it's a really cool, creepy story that was meant for kids, but I'm like, dude, I, I'd be scared, like, as an adult. <laughs> like, oh, shoot, you know, and, and it's just cool, fun. Like you said, it, it it's a good thing to work out your imagination, work out your brain, get a lot of creative juices flowing, even just for your, like, mental health, like, you know, I'm not a big fan of painting stuff, but I like building. To me, that's like creative in the sense of like, how do I tell a story with this thing that I'm building? Like my ATST right there. You know, on the base, I have an ATRT that's, you know, uh, shot down. There's a guy with his leg basically chopped off, crawling away, about to get stomped. You know, it's telling a story on that one little miniature piece. Uh, same thing like, um, what else do I have? Actually, I don't have a whole lot. You know, there's my my stormtroopers with the flag. You know, he has the the imperial standard. Like, you can tell stories in a lot of different ways. You know, it might not be a, a long story. You know, but it's a simple little quick story. Um, and uh, it's just good to like you said, get your creative juices flowing, get something uh you can work on. Uh, because at the end of the day, like, I mean, you don't want it to be just work and mindless entertainment. You don't want to just sit down in front of TV and watch reality TV or watch freaking sports or whatever. You know, you want to watch a TV show like, you know, or even if it's a real show, like everybody's in the midst of Tiger King freaking like a uh, fever. It, it sounds almost made up, but it's true and it's entertaining. And you're just like, what the hell? Like <laughs> it's something, <laughs> something that gets you thinking. You're like, Oh shit, these people are nuts. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. Uh, I'm, I'm glad the, that uh, I have this opportunity or this ability to be able to bring on a lot of my friends, a lot of people I know to kind of share some of the stuff that they like and talk about it. Like I know we've had like hour long conversations about anime and random things. Um, me and Aaron, same thing. We talked about a bunch of uh, animes and stuff like Hunter Hunter. I, I, I was happy to be able to uh, hear uh, from him what he liked about it and then watch a majority of the, the series. Cause it was, it was really good. And I would have never really given it a chance if it wasn't for my friends that were telling me to watch this or check it out. Like I actually want to check out black Clover now cause I've heard about it here and there but nobody's ever told me about it. I don't like it when you ask someone, oh, how's that? Like, it's good. And that's it. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, elaborate. It, it reminds me of a, uh, cause I'm a cook for a living and it reminds me of a cooking show episode that I was watching where, uh, I think it was Gordon Ramsay was asking people to describe a dish and they were like, well, it's good. It, it's awesome. It tastes good. And he was like, no, you need to use better words than that. And they were like, well, you know, the dynamic of the flavor gives me this kind of sensation. And, you know, so forth so it's like learning descriptive words which comes from you know reading stories and books and keeping your mind working it just ends up making a better explanation and um sort of like your opinion basically yeah well and and it it makes your thoughts more complex as well which you want to have you don't want to be a simple-minded fool like you want to have complex thoughts even it's about simple stuff like dude one of my favorite candy bars now after so long because my taste changed but i actually have one here is the milky way 
And the reason I like it, it's so simple. It's just chocolate and caramel. But when you bite into it, you feel like the caramel just freaking almost like soak your mouth. Like it just drips and it's soft. And again, it's done so well. Whereas if somebody normally would be like, why do you like caramel or Milky Way? Oh, it's just chocolate and caramel. It's good. Yeah, like, exactly. It doesn't make you want to eat it. You're like, oh, that sounds not good. It's just chocolate and caramel. Like it doesn't sound all that great. You know, I'll get a Snickers or whatever. You know, but like uh, if you describe it in a good way, um, you can entice people. And that's just how it is with stories, too, is you want your friends, you want people, you know, to check out stories. You know, you're like, check out the show, you know, it's blah, blah, blah. But if you just tell them it's good or it's bad or blah, blah, blah. They're not going to care. But if you tell them like, dude, this this anime I watched is so good. Like I've recommended to Aaron and a few other guys uh, a silent voice or the voice of sound or the sound of voice or a Koenokatachi, which is an OVA on Netflix. Um, and I described to him like, you know, it's about this and that, and there's a deaf girl and I tell him why it's good. You know, it's like, it's, it's heartfelt. It pulls, you know, it pulls on your heartstrings, very emotional. And then they go and watch it like, dude, it's, it's great. Whereas if I tell them, oh yeah, that's a good OVA, check it out. And they'll be like, uh-huh. Yeah. And then they'll never think about it again. Right. Exactly. You know, so that's, that's a cool thing. I'm, I'm glad I have this opportunity again uh, with people normally who there's some people that I would never really have talked about uh, stories if it wasn't for them coming on the podcast and uh, kind of hanging out and chatting. Uh, so I'm very thankful for that. Uh, but it looks like we're about to wind up now. Caleb, you said you uh, you do uh, Dragon Ball Super Card Game professionally. Anywhere they can find you for that? Um, yeah, we have a website. It's called Shinronslayer.com. You can check us out. We have the team's portfolio there and a deck builder if you ever get into the actual card game. Nice. What about you personally? Any any social media stuff or anything like that? Oh, uh, yeah. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, you know, all the, the whole shebang. Um if you guys hit me up on there, Caleb Williamson, um, you can see what I'm at, see what I'm all about. You know, nice, nice. Alrighty, and uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you for stopping by, Caleb. Thank you f- to the listener for hanging out and listening to us talk about stories we like, anime, books, cartoon shows, stuff like that. Uh, if you have any questions, oh yeah, before I forget, prompt. Do you have a prompt idea for a story? Yeah. So my prompt is going to be real simple. It's post-apocalyptic reconstruction era. Interesting. Okay. I got ideas for that. I can do stuff. Um, so post-apocalyptic reconstruction. I'll have to write that down soon. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions or any prompt suggestions or anybody you want to see uh, come back, like I know a lot of people have been liking um, uh, a few of my guests like Aaron and stuff like that, all three of them, uh, they want me to come back and hang out and talk. If there's anybody you want to uh, see back on the episode, let me know. You know, we're on Facebook, Weaving Words Podcast. Uh, Instagram. Uh, we have a Discord server uh, for Hooligan Squad. I'll have a link for it in the, in the description. If you have a chance, go on the uh, Apple Podcast uh, app. Give us a good rating um, or give me a follow on Podbean or whatever it is. You know, uh, Share it with a friend, family member, anybody that you think might like it. Um, it all helps. I do appreciate it. I see everybody sharing this stuff all, all the time. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, seeing people get excited for the new episodes and give me their prompts and stuff like that and just have conversations i've had a few conversations with people about stories we talked about they'll be like hey man this thing you were talking about oh it's cool you know i, I watched it growing up or i read that book i didn't even know anybody else read it or whatever um, so it, it's cool having those conversations and seeing people get excited about the podcast because um, it's definitely I, i've noticed a lot more people like listening to the episodes where i talked with the guests um, which i appreciate that it's always a lot of fun for me too uh, getting my friends on here so, uh, yeah, if you have any questions, any prompt suggestions, any way of uh, making the podcast better, definitely hit us up. Um, until next time, this was a uh, Weaving Words podcast. Thank you and have a good one. Adios.